Welcome to the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. I'm Tom from Volume 1, which presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, with support from our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Here's your host, Lisa Wells. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's disease or another form of dementia. Much of what we hear in the media is negative, and with this disease comes much stigma. And the way we approach dementia has a big effect on how individuals experience the disease. And while we don't have a cure, there are ways to improve the quality of life for people living with, with a form of dementia. And here to talk about living well with dementia is Russell Mortocchio. Russell was diagnosed with a type of dementia called Korsakoff syndrome in October of 2016. And since then, he's worked hard to live and play well with this disease, including writing a monthly article for the Aging and Disability Resource Center newsletter. So thank you for joining me today, Russell. Thank you, Lisa. So, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people know about or have ever heard of what Korsakoff syndrome is. And so can you tell us what, what were some of the symptoms? You know, what is it? What are some of the symptoms? Well, Korsakoff was <clears throat> formerly known as wet brain, mm-hmm. and uh, it's from excessive drinking, alcohol damage to the brain. And I was a heavy drinker, alcoholic, and I got sober in January of 2013, so I haven't had a drink in eight years. However, after a period of time, I started to notice uh, changes in mm-hmm. the way I uh, thought. Uh, I was in treatment for six months, but it was when I got out on my own and had to start integrating back into what we call normal society that I started to notice problems as time went on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what were some of those? What were some of those problems? Well, in the beginning, during detox, I had had a stroke, and that stroke. Uh, affected the balance in my brain called the cerebellum. Mm-hmm. So I uh, have uh, imbalance. Uh, I have to use two canes when I walk most of the time and wear braces. So to give me a footprint when I'm wa- walking because I, uh, I get very dizzy mm-hmm. uh, when I'm walking or bending over, things like that. And uh, so that was one of the first things, and with that came uh, neuropathy, which is the nerve damage. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I do have my legs treated. I'm not willing to go at this time into knee replacement, but uh, take cortisone every 90 days, and it kind of helps me get through it. Mm-hmm. One of the other things, uh, after about two years of sobriety, I started to notice uh, confusion meaning that uh, I couldn't follow conversations. And uh, I started to feel uh, that I I wasn't participating, but when I did participate, I started relating uh, stories to make my story relevant, Mm -hmm. which uh, people call confabulation, but I call it (laughs) storytelling. But Mm -hmm. most of it is true. Mm -hmm. But uh, other things, uh, the inability to form new memories mm-hmm. was one of the, the big things. So after about, I think it was uh, 
three years later, maybe uh, three years ago, I went in for a CT scan just to confirm what was going on. And uh, the, the CT scan showed the brain damage and also calcification of blood vessels that uh, obviously leads to reduced oxygen flow in my brain. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things after that was uh, fatigue. Some people call it dementia fatigue or whatever, but I get extremely tired and I have to lay down and when I get up, it's like I never really slept, so I feel... Uh, you don't feel refreshed. No refreshment, and uh, it's very hard for me to participate in a group of people and have conversations. So, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. So, the, the secret for me was not that when I had the CT scanned, um, I was, like, labeled as having this disease, but my doctor explained to me, okay, this is the way it is. But what you have now is a new normal, mm -hmm. new limits. And the object is to uh, work within those limits, you know, and not push yourself beyond those limits like excessive physical activity where I get really drained, mm -hmm. uh, things like I can't drive at night anymore because my peripheral vision is, is shot, mm -hmm. and everything closes in when I'm driving at night. So even during the day, I don't go more than two or three or four miles mm -hmm. if I have to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. So always paying attention to those new limits, and those things change. Because for me, having been diagnosed with this kind of dementia, um, I had a face change and, you know, a lot of people don't like change. Change can be good. Change could be bad, but I had to accept that I had this diagnosis. Now, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And right around that time, I started entering the ARDC, uh, dementia support groups, you and it really helped me realize, first of all, I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. And we're not all the same, but it was a common experience during the group of sharing. And while we're not focusing on the, the disease, the secret was, well, how are you living well? Mm -hmm. And then uh, writing the articles was another breakthrough for me. Uh, mm -hmm. being able to, like, almost document the journey and the changes and things that help me to focus on today. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Today. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to take a quick break, and um, we'll be right back. I want to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Mobility challenges don't have to mean leaving the home that you love. All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions specializes in residential and commercial elevators, stairlifts, scooters, and more. The All-Star team offers a free home assessment, and they can help you find the products you need to get around your home and the rest of the world safely and effectively. 
For example, they have more than 100 scooters in stock, so you'll be sure to find one that meets your needs. You'll find All Star right here in the Chippewa Valley on Halley Road in Chippewa Falls, and they've got locations in Hudson and La Crosse, too. Learn more by calling All Star at 715-598-7511 or by visiting allstarmobilityllc.com or allstarelevatorllc.com. Now, back to the podcast. You know, you mentioned, um, you know, as some of the symptoms, talking about the balance, um, the fatigue, conversation. Um, you didn't mention memory. Well, the memory is uh, the inability to form new memories. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> but as far as um, I don't remember recent events. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I... I can stop and think about what I did, but I can't remember conversations. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I can easily remember 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that inability in a conversation, it's hard for me to feel like I'm relevant mm-hmm. and that I have something to contribute. It's almost like I'm in a glass box and I'm knocking on the window mm-hmm. and I feel that people don't hear me or don't mm-hmm. understand me. Mm-hmm. And do you think, I think, well, I think that's why a lot of times people don't want to find out. They don't want to tell right. people if they were to have it because of that, you know, you're not going to treat me the same. You're not going to look right. at me the same, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, uh, there was a couple incidents re- uh, recently where people knew I had dementia but through a third party were relaying that uh, they thought I shouldn't be driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's he doing driving at night? Uh, it becomes their business, mm-hmm. but nobody's talking to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am cognizant of the fact that uh, I have to pay attention to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, you bring up a good point about, and I hear this a lot You know, in what I do, that um, when people living with dementia will come to my office or I'll go to their home, they'll say, you know, the doctor or the family members talk to my spouse or they talk to right. everybody else, but they don't they don't ask me how right. I'm doing or right. they don't come to me. Right. You know, and how how hard that is to what you know, what does that make you feel like? How does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel that uh, I'm kind of like a third party. Mm hmm. And I've heard this in in the groups before, but the important thing that I believe is that uh, even though I have the disease, I'm still a person. Mm -hmm. I'm still a person. I still have a life. And the most important thing is that even though I get confused and maybe not being able to deal with situations, that's another thing. It's... Like going to the store, mm-hmm. it's like a like a, I have to plan going to the store mm-hmm. because I can't stand any upset in my so-called daily routine. And so routine is very important. Very for you. important mm-hmm. for me. Very mm-hmm. important. Like I'm talking six and seven days out, mm-hmm. and then I, I focus on those things. And if I can't do them, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Cross them off and move them down to another day. But I believe that even though I have the 
disease in my brain doesn't affect my heart. Mm-hmm. And I still have feelings in my heart. And I write a lot in my articles about how I can connect with the language of the heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And it's important for me. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I've discovered is that the ordinary, which before I would be oblivious to like birds at my bird feeder, but just the ordinary things of life, like rain, planting my garden, seeing it grow, seeing the birds, hearing the birds sing, these ordinary things make me feel that I'm being blessed. Mm, mm-hmm. They're like little blessings that I had never really seen or noticed before. Mm-hmm. And with that, it brings me a sense of um, being able to relax and understand that it's okay to sit here on the patio mm-hmm. and just observe things growing, colors changing, and going for rides in the country and seeing the farmers cut hay and things like this. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Because it, it grounds me. Mm-hmm. And if I have to go to a, a store like Walmart, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's overwhelming. Too much. Yep. It's way too much, but... Like I said, I understand that. So I don't have to force myself or I go with another person Mm -hmm. to help me. Mm -hmm. But I have to always remember that it's important for me to ground myself and be okay. Mm -hmm. And acceptance is a huge, huge thing. Mm -hmm. But it's something that's very hard for people. Right. Uh, People don't like to talk about it. People, you know, you mentioned the word. Uh, People just don't want to go there. People don't want to go get their memory checked. Well, here's my thoughts. I I want to get my brain scan only because it's kind of like putting bookends on something. But as you know, with the disease, it goes in fits and starts. Now, over the last year, I've felt big changes where I can feel myself withdrawing, mm-hmm. but not to where I'm sitting in my bedroom with the windows shut. I still go out, and sometimes I, I do force myself to uh, go out. I like to read, and reading takes me out of it instantly. Mm-hmm. And as long as I can still comprehend, but although... When I'm reading, I have to sometimes read the pages before because I forgot what they are and then mm-hmm. utilizing a dictionary that I'm very attached to more than I had to have ever done before. Mm-hmm. But I, I never felt that I had a choice not to accept it. We have a free will, and of course I don't have to accept it, but if I don't accept it, then I'm fighting the unknown. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a, it's almost like a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really grounds me is I read scripture every morning and mm-hmm. every night mm-hmm. because it lets me know that I'm being taken care of. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for dementia. God put it in my life, I believe, for a reason. I don't know exactly what that reason is to say in in words, but it it has brought me much more appreciation 
for when I get up every day, I thank God for this day, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this breath, because, you know, as we know, we never know when our time is up. Mm -hmm. Right. So I have to put in my head and understand what the Bible is telling me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not religion. It's just a sense of uh, satisfaction mm -hmm. that it brings me. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're taking a lot of great steps to make sure that you're, you're living well um, with this disease. What would you tell a family member or somebody, you know, they're experiencing some memory loss, um, maybe hesitant to, you know, go to the doctor, hesitant to encourage their family member. It, it, what, what advice would you give? I would, uh, one of the first things, for me what helped me is uh, I'm divorced and all of my kids are elsewhere, so I, I've had no contact with my kids for at least 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, I have told my older daughters, but since I told them about three years ago, I don't hear them calling me and asking me how I'm doing with it. It's kind of like they don't talk about it, mm -hmm. and then I don't talk about it. But if when I was feeling symptoms and I was unsure, one of the first things I did was uh, start going to the ARDC meetings. Mm -hmm. And that helped me realize that, uh, number one, I'm not alone. But when it comes to other family members, which I have really no experience with, but one of the suggestions is that I would make sure that I still had my voice. Mm -hmm. Because... God gave us free will. And the way other people, and I've seen this before, other people determine, it's almost like you're labeled. And then they look it up on the Internet and they go, check, 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 check these symptoms. And all of a sudden they're having other family members over for coffee trying to figure out what they're going to do in the future with you. Mm -hmm. That's very unsettling to me. Mm -hmm. Very unsettling, because like you mentioned, you know, I still have a vote. Problem is other people may think, well, you don't know what you're talking about anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's no criteria to judge that. Mm -hmm. A diagnosis is not going to change anything. Mm -hmm. You're going to go in and come out the same way. Right, right. But the sooner you can get that diagnosis right. so you can... You know, make those plans, make right. those adjust, adjustments and find out what's available. What are those resources that can right. help you live well right. with this disease? Yeah, one, of, one of the things I enjoy most about going to the ARC meetings is that uh, it, we're all different kinds of people. And we're all uh, in this together. And everybody has their own... Uh, trials, experiences, some sometimes share, other times people don't share. But there's a certain camaraderie, and then with the help of you when you facilitate groups, the poignant questions bring things out. And then all of a sudden, everybody's on the same page 
talking about that experience that you have asked a question about. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's an invaluable uh, because there's nobody down the street that I can go talk to. And I try to describe my symptoms to other people and they are going, okay, 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 I feel sorry for you. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to feel sorry for me. Mm -hmm. And when I go to those meetings, I don't feel anybody feeling sorry for each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, uh, it's a thing that's uh, a very good experience for me. Uh, and of course you make friends and in their own different ways, they all have a sense of humor, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it's great, you know. So with this journey, you've, um, you, you contacted the Aging and Disability Resource Center and you learned about the resources and, and the options to help you live well. You found support groups, you found the right. Memory Cafe, and, and really even through those groups, you've, you've made friends. Yeah. You've, you've found other right. support. Right. And, you know, you, it's something you said, too, just the importance of knowing that you're not alone. No. Um, that there are a lot of people out there uh, living with memory loss, different types of dementia, people that haven't even been diagnosed yet. But just the importance of, you know, finding out what's going on, right. getting to the doctor. Right. Um, may there, there, you know, there's no cure, but there are things out there that can help you live well, and you're certainly doing a lot of those things. Right. One of the things I would, in, and I discovered this on my own, when I first started writing articles two and a half years ago, I started to write more about external experiences through the course of that month that would... Uh, bring ideas to my head. And then I wasn't getting any of these signals anymore mm -hmm. or inspiration, that's mm -hmm. what I learned. Mm -hmm. And then I turned around and said, I need to be writing about myself, not verbalizing platitudes and using language that people don't understand and toning down my vocabulary and just writing very simply about what I'm experiencing, okay, what am I doing about it, okay, and what is it like now? Now that now can mean this year or that now can mean this moment. So I write, I write about what I'm feeling inside. And so I, I learned after doing that that it's almost like keeping a journal. Mm -hmm. Not that I go back and read these former articles, but then somewhere down the line, when I went to the meeting the other day, somebody asked me, uh, I love your articles, told me they love my articles, how it's helped them, and then I realize if I can touch one person's heart and let them know that it's not all dark and dreary and there are ways to go forward. Mm -hmm. now, I think everybody's different going forward, mm -hmm. but, you know, 
uh, I know that I, I, I try not to focus on what the future will be, but I know that in the six years or so that I've been diagnosed, I have definitely gone through changes mm -hmm. and getting nervous and apprehensive and anxiety about external things such as like even going to the store or going to a movie where there's a crowd of people. Mm -hmm. I have to understand that it's okay if I can't do it. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. It's all right. Well, and your articles have, have really given giving people hope. You know, because, you know, you go to the doctor, you get that diagnosis, and it's kind of like, well, you know, good luck, take care, and um, not, you're not given a whole lot. And so, no. you know, I think what, what you're able to do is, you know, expressing how you're living with this disease right. is, is really giving a lot of people, because um, we need that hope to hang on to. Right. If you don't have hope, it's mm -hmm. the end. Right, right. And I understand, you know, I've, I, I've had a long Sometimes very difficult life, but I remembered when I got sober, and I'm involved in AA. One of the things I learned there is that uh, you know you have to work the twelve steps, mm -hmm. and I was working the twelve steps very hard and diligently with a sponsor, etc. Then I realized one day that. It's not through my hard work that I, I'm, I'm staying sober. It's through the grace of God mm, mm -hmm. that he gave me sobriety. And so when I look and see how far he's brought me, there's nothing but the grace of God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I will never forget that mm -hmm. because I was in a coma mm -hmm. when I was in detox. And, yeah. Uh, you know. And faith is really important to you. Very mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Russell, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and we're finish up uh, our conversation with um, living well okay. with dementia. Okay. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute, but first I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory. We're excited to have their support for the podcast because just like us, they're locally owned and operated. If you or someone you care about needs medical equipment or supplies, wheelchairs, walkers, hospital beds, portable oxygen concentrators, even CPAPs and BiPAPs. Grace Home Respiratory is right there to help. They're committed to helping you live a life of independence. They realize that shopping for the specialty medical products you need can be a challenge, which is why being locally owned and operated is key. They do everything in-house from their location right in Altoona. So if you have a question about billing or anything else, you know you'll be talking to someone from just down the road. Find out more about Grace Home Respiratory online at ghr-ec.com, or you can call them toll-free at 877-230-1622. Now, back to the podcast. Well, we're here today with Russell Mortocchio, Mortocchio, right? Mortocchio. Mortocchio. And he is living with a type of dementia called Korsakoff syndrome. And so we're back talking about living well, some of the struggles, some of the the hope that you've found in living with this disease. So if we talk about the community a little bit, when you're going out, because you're still, you're driving, you're you know going to the store and living right. life, and is it important for businesses, places that you go to be aware, 
to know um, and to be sensitive what's that you might be struggling with something. Yeah, I think that's uh, <clears throat> very important. I've had experiences where, for whatever reason, somebody like when I was at the food store <clears throat> came up to me and said, can I help you unload your cart? Or they would help me with something else like that. And I didn't tell them that I had dementia. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know how people react. Mm -hmm. But I think there already is a beginning of the awareness. Because something was giving this person a signal mm -hmm. on how I was acting or functioning. And so I think that the community could do a better job with kind of educating the rank and file employees, not mm -hmm. management, but rank and the people that have contact with anybody mm -hmm. uh, to be aware because, uh, I mean, I'm not wearing a badge around. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I think the, the first thing, and I'm so happy I did this, is that Again, I was mentioning before about fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. I went to get a diagnosis. So it confirmed for did me. Did that, having that, once you were diagnosed, then did that, was that helpful to know? Cause like, right, it's not news I wanted to hear, right. but I certainly <laughs> knew something was wrong with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, not being familiar with the the brain and the nervous system and balance and all that, I knew I couldn't walk a straight line. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I went in. What the diagnosis gave me was an affirmative. Mm -hmm. It wasn't you're dying tomorrow or anything. It's saying this is what we see. Mm -hmm. This disease, as you know, there's no cure. Things go in fits and starts. But it gave me the ability to start, okay, I accept this. Now what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And so that gave me uh, the so-called building block to know that I am going through changes. And these changes affect my personality. They affect how I interact with people. They affect whatever I do externally. And so that's important. So when I go out into the community, I, uh, I, uh, I try to feel my way through it, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, I always try to ask for help. Mm -hmm. I don't have to tell them why I need help. Mm -hmm. And people always respond, you know. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, at the uh, dementia support meetings, I've heard that comment before about, you know, there's a difference between helping somebody and placating somebody. That's very demeaning. Mm -hmm. uh, but holding a door for somebody if they see you walking on a cane or helping you uh, check out at a grocery store or uh, eye exams or anything like that, I find that people are uh, very helpful, mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. helpful. So I so I you're saying that it is important that the community is yeah. aware yeah. Um, that having employees understand maybe even having some trainings 
Right. Because I, if you were to mention the word dementia, especially, you know, maybe younger people don't understand it as much right. or even, you know, any age, really. Right. But just the importance of recognizing that, gosh, you know, this person might be struggling and how I, how I can help them. Maybe they have dementia. Maybe they don't. But right. maybe that how can I communicate with this person right. and then maybe even um, – have some possible resources available. So, right. you know, you're mentioning things that we're, we're trying to do here in, in the Chippewa Valley is, is right, creating right, dementia-friendly right. communities and just how important it is for businesses and organizations to be trained on. Right. Because, you know, it's not like you're wearing a label on your forehead. No, and I won't. <laughs> you know, so it's it's like people, people don't understand that um, you can live well, that people are living in the community. Right. 70% of people living with dementia are living in the community. They're not right, living right. in nursing homes. They're living on their own. They're living life. Right. I think a lot of times the general public think that dementia is end of life right away. Right. And they don't realize that people are living well. They're still working. And they're, you know, they're behind the behind in the grocery store. Exactly. And they're everywhere you are. Right. And so, but maybe they might need a little help along the way. So... Certainly learning about that opportunity and then, like you said, co- you know, contacting the Aging and Disability Resource right. Center and learning about, you know, support groups, how helpful that's been to you um, and get kind of getting your plan. You know, you're preparing for the future, but uh, getting your plans in place so you're you're prepared. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I would like to mention is that when people think of dementia, they kind of lump it under the name Alzheimer's. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... That's a blanket term for many different kinds of dementia. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what helped me with the diagnosis because being an alcoholic, of course, I thought I could drink and drink and not have any adverse effects mm-hmm. other than a hangover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was 60 years old when I got sober. So I wasn't 30, 35. And I don't have the strength to fight it mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. So that taught me going and being diagnosed with dementia um, that you can't fight this. You know, you have to come to terms with it real quick. And that you need, you need people. You yeah. need resources. You need help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need help. And that's okay. That's okay it, to have it's help. It's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And that's... The ARC support groups were a godsend to me. They were a godsend. Well, Russell, I really appreciate you coming in today and sitting down with me and having this conversation, this important conversation, because I think it can be so helpful for so many people to hear right. um, and, you know, and learn and know that there are people out there living well. Right. And there's, there's, there is hope and there is help. So right. thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. This is Tom from Volume 1. Thanks again to Lisa and to her guest. And thanks to you for joining us for the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. Volume 1 presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County. And it's all made possible by Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator in Mobility Solutions. Learn more about this and our other podcasts at volume1.org.